0: Why is the American Dental Association membership declining? Losing members, dying on the vine. I know many of you have asked that question, right? Or most of you don't care. We we've we've been so blessed to have trained hundreds of practices here at my practice, my business, both in state and out of state, and I would say roughly 40% or more of them are not members of the American Dental Association and their state associations. You have to be a member of the ADA before you can be a member of your state association, which I would just assume be a member of my state association here in Utah and have a choice whether I want to be a member of the ADA. That's a whole other topic. When I ask these docs to come through our training, when I ask them why they choose not to be members, the answers. is... We have a lot of common ground and we'll begin our podcast right there.
1: Welcome all of you fantastic dental podcast listeners to the My Practice My Business Dental Podcast Show, where we help dentists profit and thrive with excerpts from the clinical business of dentistry training here at My Practice My Business. We'll be addressing and answering questions with current trends dentists and their teams face each and every day in their pursuit of this wonderful career we call dentistry. And now the host of our show, the clinical director and president at My Practice, My Business, Dr. Rob Thorup.
0: In our UDA action publication here in Utah, our Utah Dental Association president-elect wrote an article on this very topic. He said, quote, there are currently about 211,000 active licensed dentists in the United States. Of those, approximately 125,000 or 59%. Are dues paying members of the ADA. Just five short years ago, that number was sixty-three percent. And for the past two years, membership has dropped by almost two percent per year. This is not a good trend, and if it continues, will put us at below fifty percent membership in less than five years. The author, and a quote right there. The author uses an analogy of a sports team and how we need to be members because we need to be a team. And unfortunately, he missed a wonderful opportunity as to why the why we need to be members. And the answer to membership for Utah Dennis is sitting right on the UDA website. And I bet they have no idea it's right there. I bet most members have gosh i'd probably say almost every member has never read it so i'm going to ex- i'll expose the reason why we should be members but i want to make a few points before i do and i know that many of you're like gal rob you know you you're not a big fan of the ada and i am and i'm not and i've said that a million times i'm a member and the ADA does do some wonderful things. They've certainly helped us out with our law that we passed here in Utah. And they've helped out a lot of other states uh, with uh, pursuing lawsuits against Delta Dental and stuff like that, you know. But it's like, ugh, they just miss it all the time. So, dentists who are not members of the ADA and their state associations, they tell me the main reason they feel like they 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 don't want to be members because they believe that the ADA and their state associations they they do pretty much nothing for them and you know what they are very correct in many aspects that they do not uh they they just are not in tune they're not in 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 uh, on the same frequency that those of us on the front lines are i mean this is going to be pretty uh, evident here in a minute but I'm also going to expose some stuff that you all need to know about so the common thread seems to be the con- the the control of dental insurance and that they have on our profession that's the common thread there's Dennis you and I we're sick and tired of that control and it's like why doesn't the ADA do anything about it they constantly uh, they told me they hear platitudes emanating from the ADA on things that really don't affect what dentists do on the front line of providing oral health care. And they too read the ADA news, speaking of dentists who come through our training, they too read the ADA news. They take the ADA morning huddle feed and see, you know, the following topics presented that more Medicaid regulations, Fluoridation issues in states, Uh, court extends discovery period in ADA lawsuit against Delta Dental, multiple people receiving awards for this and awards for that and to put on their brag wall and dentist shortages bill in Congress so that we can put more money on stuff that, you know, it's going to waste money. And here's speaking in another one, student loan forgiveness. It's like, uh, you know, you took the loan out to go to school, pay off the pay off the debt like we all did. and uh, And the list goes on and on. But the question still remains in the minds of every, nearly every dentist is, what is the ADA doing for me? Dentists read comments from the ADA that state bundling from dental insurance companies is potentially fraudulent, and yet... They witness firsthand the bundling of procedures and verbiage that constantly indicates they should be writing off procedures that are included in the bundles and, you know, right on the EOBs and buildups with crowns has been the most recent procedures on attack by third party payers. Most office managers could give you a comprehensive list of procedures that are being bundled by dental insurance plans all day, every day, even in the CDT codebook. We have bundling of procedures, anesthetic, uh, suturing, not to be charged on an extraction. Yet they say they don't bundle. And at the beginning of each topic, local anesthesia is usually included in the procedure. Well, why does medical charge for it? Veterinary, chiropractics, why are we discriminated against? Where is the ADA on defending our frontline association members? That's the question that everybody asks. Other topics include downcoding and non-billable procedures to the patient, along with, with bundling of legitimate procedures that you and I perform and expect to be paid for. We see upgrade forms, upgrade forms from the ADA, yet nothing about how to use them, let alone the existence of them by the general membership. And now the ADA wants to expand the CDT codes to include enhancements, meaning Upgrade codes where you and I can provide value-added services to our patients for an agreed-upon fee and offset those low reimbursement fees by being able to upgrade patients. If enhanced codes are created within the CDT codebook, that's only going to give dental insurance companies more control as to the level of care that you and I can provide our patients with. That's a whole other topic on why they are pursuing that code enhancement, but I do promise it will lead us closer to socialized dentistry. There was about 36 people on a on a Zoom call with the ADA battling that. When I first got on there, I thought, hmm, 36 individuals like me uh, wanting to be part of the uh, exploratory phase of enhanced codes. 35 of the 36 people on that call were dead set against it, and I applaud every one of them. I wish I knew who they were. Another problem I believe is contributing to the decrease in ADA and state dental uh, membership is the fragmentation, and this is the power one, fragmentation of efforts protecting dentists from state to state. If there's one thing that has become clear to Tracy and I as we have passed legislation and defended dentists against dental insurance companies' unethical policies, it's the simple fact that the ADA picks their battles, and the state associations don't even know what battles to pick. Yes, it's true that most states have non-covered service laws that have been... uh, put in place and, and the ADA has helped uh, states do that uh, somewhat, but the large majority of office managers have no idea how to apply it to their downcoded and bundled claims. One state has a very powerful upgrading law, yet the majority of state associations don't even know it exists, let alone how to apply it to the PPO plans. Of course, that's what our company specializes in, in training. in Another state has the ability to, to severely penalize dental insurance companies who try to control the quality of care, even to the extent of the dental insurance company losing their license if they remotely come between the doctor-patient relationship, yet not one state dental association pursues it, let alone the ADA, bring it to every state, protecting the dentists you and I, and the patients we serve from third-party payers and their tactics. Of decreasing the quality of care, that law that's in the state that we have we've been uh, uh, able to see, that state is so. Ugh, I don't mean to get political, but let's just call it the way it is. That state is so liberal; I doubt they would even apply the law because of of their desire to go into a socialistic state for all medical and dental. Are you getting the picture of what I mean when I say the ADA and state associations are fragmented in their efforts to provide their members with real benefits to real problems? Tracy and I have seen this. We've seen it because we've tried to help out these states in passing our law here in Utah. And, and very few have glummed onto it and have pursued it. And yet, it's, in Utah, it's one of the most powerful dental laws in the United States, if not the most powerful. <laughs> Is it really a wonder why the ADA is losing membership when dentists on the front lines are experiencing the problems that we've just mentioned? And that's only a handful of issues that they could be addressing to improve the experience of their members who are on the front lines, who are battling the PPO plans. Well, we all know why they do. They accept money from the PPO companies for the use of the CDT codes. That's the problem. I get it. The ADA needs to make money to be able to do the things they do. But I always thought it was they made money from the dues that, that, we, uh, that we give them. But it's not all where the money comes from. They also are able to charge uh, practice management softwares and dental insurance companies for the use of the CDT codes. And the amount of money that they make off of that is hidden. You can't see it because it's on the for-profit side of the American Dental Association. And then they wonder why membership drops. Well, let's circle back to the missed opportunity of the Utah Dental, Association, Utah Dental Association article that was written by our president-elect as to why we should be members of the ADA. Not, You know, bless his heart. He wrote a good article, and it was very, uh, you know, caught my attention right off the bat. But... I wish he would have changed up the premise, which is where I'm going to go to right now. He's correct in that we all need to be members. Make no mistake about it, because we're stronger being members than not, but not just paying members. We need to be active and helpful members to our associations, and not just complaining members, but members with real solutions to help out, like our president-elect and other leadership members in the state associations. The one and main thing our association leader did not do is he did not declare the why we should be members strong enough, not even remotely. We are doctors of cause and effect, of problem solving, and not doctors who need to be fed platitudes. We simply enjoy the hardcore facts, at least I do, and allow me the opportunity to give the principles as to what membership has done for us here in Utah and then you need to ask yourselves in if your state dental association has accomplished the same thing or if they are lacking <laughs> so here we go with a sh- this is a short list because there's a lot of other things that were listed but I'm only going to go into a handful they start out with <clears throat> what you know this is what membership has done for for you here in Utah and the first one they list which <clears throat> Sorry, I'm getting all choked up about this. The first, the first one they list, which I thought was brilliant, is financial rewards. And I'm going to lead with this because it is the most important to any of us who own a business. Like, I don't know, a dental practice? Even, even if we don't own one, I think it's still important, Okay. The Utah Dental Association opposes all unreasonable proposals, saving you significant money on an ongoing basis. And that's what they lead with. And here are the list of, I'm just going to read some of them. But in the back of your mind, you need to start punching the numbers in your calculator. Start using the neocortex of your brain right now. Here we go. One, successfully lobbied the Utah legislature to reduce required pain meds continuing education from four hours to two hours per license period, saving over three hundred dollars per year. All right. Seems like a small amount. I'm just getting started. Two, successfully lobbied our Utah legislature to eliminate sales taxes on prosthetic appliances, saving dentists four to six thousand dollars per year. Uh oh, that one alone, because I'll tell you where this one really really ticked me off. I actually owned a dental lab back when they tried to do this, uh, you know, within the last 15 years, this one drove me insane because we'd never paid taxes on prosthetics as a dental lab. And guess who we're going to pass that tax on to Mm-hmm. the dentist. Absolutely. Point three worked with the Utah State Tax Commission to eliminate the sales tax on nitrous oxide saving 50 to 100 dollars a year for successfully lobbied to pass the Utah Non-Covered Services Bill that prevents insurers from setting insufficient fees for non-covered dental services that's thousands of dollars per year oh my gosh all right folks i'm looking at about 10 to 15 more bullet points on this stuff and It's like, this is what the Utah Dental Association has done for us here locally. I don't know what they've done for you in your state, but just that savings alone, you know, get your checkbook out, write a check, because it's kind of like this. We pay taxes, right? I like to think of my taxes going to the military and going to, you know, other entities that That's where I believe, you know, I want to feel like my money's going to, even though I know it's not going there. And, but that's how I pay, you know, my, my association dues, you know, uh, the amount of money that goes to the ADA or going to my friends, like in the coding department that we work with, and I don't care what all the other stuff is. And then my money that goes to the UDA, well, my gosh, obviously, what, $1,500 a year or something like that to be a member? of the ADA UDA. And I've just, in the few bullets I've given you, look how much money that they've saved us. Uh-huh. The next one was networking. I won't go into the bullets there. The other one was advocacy. And they talk about how, you know, you know, we, we are literally having face-to-face relationships with legislators, government employees, and local government officers. And the political action committee is hard at work. That's what advocacy is. And I've been on those front lines with the UDA battling these things. So, uh we won't even won't even go there. Um and then the next one was UDA has a solid ongoing relationship with these groups. And then they name, you know, the State Department of Health and how about the Utah Department of Sh- Insurance and State Insurance Commissioner. Now the State Insurance Commissioner, that was one that that our uh executive had never been introduced to. And now he is through us. As we battled the uh, the plan. And that's what working together can do. And what a brilliant... Again, I can't give enough praise to our executive. He's done a great job. Anyway, continues to do a great job. Practice resources. There's another one. Uh, you know, like advertising laws. And and if you want to spiff your patience, you know, what you can and can't do for a referral. I know some of you in some states, they put a kibosh on that completely. You cannot do that, Right. So it whatever, okay, education, uh, we're still uh, with the UDA convention, we're still the best uh, we are the the best uh, deal in in the United States when it comes to our state association convention by way by which uh, Tracy will be lecturing both afternoons, I think it is, so I don't know if it's mornings or afternoons, but both days, <laughs> docs with your front office team members, if you're not at that lecture. Uh, and you deserve to lose money because that's where she's going to go into the the new Utah law, okay. And going back to the financial rewards topic, you know, let's go back to the top. The UDA supported my practice, my business, and vice versa. In passing the network leasing, which is the the UDA's component of it downcoding, which is where we're going to start with our component of it, downcoding and bundling protections law. And that has significantly increased the net revenue in every dental practice that has implemented it. So when you say, what's the associations doing for us? Well, okay, you could grumble with the ADA. Like I've many of you know, know very few people have as big an axe to grind as I do with the American Dental Association ah, but then there's our friends in the coding department who help us out a ton and they do great work. So it's like, um, yeah, I, I get it. But your state associations, if your state associations haven't done some of the things that I've just listed there, yeah, hold their feet to the fire, hold them accountable. But has, has the American Dental Association done a Good job in defending its members who practice on the front lines with PPO plans. Not as much as they could or should do. And that's Captain Obvious. They oftentimes reply with, quote, You entered into a contract with a third-party payer, Rob, and we can't give you definitive help there, end of quote. My gosh. That is such an absolute uh, ridiculous statement. Yeah, there's a lot of things you can do. It's almost like they think we can be fee for service in a PPO inundated world. Uh, That's such a disconnect uh, with the ADA and most dental state associations. And that's what upsets dentists to the point of not being a member. However, there are some great things that they do for us, especially on a local level with their resources. And so don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, okay? Having said all that, Look at what Utah has done for its association members. The return on investment is remarkable, absolutely remarkable. And this is what the UDA leadership needs to bring to the attention of its members and non-members especially. This is what members and non-members alike need to hear and understand. And this, folks, is exactly why I'm usually proud to be an ADA-UDA member. I'm always proud to be a UDA member, especially a UDA member alone. And that's the story that needs to be told. And I hope they start telling that story. I hope they listen to this podcast and go, oh my gosh, we did. We missed the boat. And uh, maybe we should have Rob write articles for us. <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. Anyway, I really appreciate y'all being here. And uh, you know what? 2023, uh Maybe you should reconsider if you're not a member of the 88 and your state association. And maybe you should relook at it because the return on investment is wonderful. And all of you non-members, stop uh, holding the coattails of those of us that are members. You need to join. We need to be a force to be reckoned with and not do what medical did. Medical, unbelievable what happened to their membership. And look at what's happened to medicine. Is that what we want to have happen to dentistry? I don't think so be a member I appreciate you listening to this podcast I hope you all have a fantastic day
1: thank you for being with us today since 2006 my practice my business has been teaching dentists and their teams business skills dental insurance contractual protocols and state laws governing how to profitably bill patients fairly for the need-based services they provide what's more we guarantee our training Unlike other dental consulting companies in the industry, simply stated, if you don't increase your net revenue, we don't get paid. We call it dental consulting the way it should be. We believe there has never been a more important time than now for dentists to experience and implement our key methods, knowledge, and business training within their dental practices. To learn more about our guaranteed, no risk clinical business of dentistry training that is changing dental practices for the better just go to our website mypracticemybusiness.com and surf our pages for additional information about our company and the services we provide when you're ready give us a call and get scheduled for the most profitable dental business training that you will ever experience if you enjoyed our podcast please leave us a five-star review if you have any questions please don't hesitate to call us thank you again and have a fantastic day